Welcome back to Are You a Fan, where we explore individual characters from your favorite sci-fi, action, and fantasy genres. A big thank you to Moonbound Productions for supporting today's episode. If you would like to express your support, please like and share the show. Here's your hosts, Dick Rail and Joker. Uh, yeah, about that, uh, Joker's not coming in today, so... We're gonna need you to fill in as my co-host. About that, I'm down. Okay, cool. Uh, Wonder Woman, what, what do you know? Uh, I've heard she's uh, wonderful in many different aspects, uh, but I'm sure you're going to tell me more. I mean, you know, tell you a little bit more. Uh, we got some research notes and stuff and that, so uh, let's delve into that history. Uh, probably best that we didn't have the Joker. We don't need two guys talking about a female icon. <laughs> yeah, interesting insight. Well, you know. Okay, so let's uh, talk about. Um, what do you like? Uh, do you do you know like what era she came from? Just looking through a couple different things. Um, I did see she was created in uh, 1940s, so very early on in the feminist era. Um, but other than that, not too much about her overall creation. Okay. Well, uh, 1941. Uh, October 21st, to be precise. She was created by All-Star Comics, uh, or she appeared in All-Star Comics, number eight, published by DC Comics. Interesting thing about that, like, when you think about that history, because you, you just mentioned that, like, the you know, that was the start of the women's movement. How crucial was that for World War II, especially having a strong female character, so little girls, you know, watching their mom suddenly throw down their kitchen utensils and hop into that factory. Yeah, definitely would have something to do with a major turning point um, for women's positions in society. Um, I did read at one point um, a very profound quote, and I'm sure you'll get into more detail here about the creator, um, but it was uh, taken down that he mentioned it was created as a psychological propaganda for the new type of woman who should, I believe, rule the world. So this was very massive in the turning point. Holy shit, I actually, I didn't know he had a quote like that. Kind of like it. <laughs> uh, uh, and actually, yeah, he, uh, uh, her creator was, let me see here, he was actually an American psychologist and writer William Malton Marston. Hmm, I think I'm saying that right. His pen name was Child uh, Charles Malton. Like liquor? Lava. Lava, there we go. I mean, his history is pretty hot and spicy, so. I polyamorous relationship. Oh, well, you know what? I should probably get into her other creators. The artist uh, was also created by Harry G. Peter, Martin uh, M. Martin's wife, Elizabeth, and their life partner, Olive Byrne. And fun fact, the wife and the life partner are credited as inspiration for her. Which life partner? That is an interesting detail about the creator's life. He was actually in a open, like publicly open, polyamorous relationship, which, you know, 2021, we're not handling the gay or bi agendas very well. So to think back then in the 1941s, a three-way relationship, it didn't go over well. Yeah, definitely pushing some envelopes there. Then they decided to add bondage into the mix and be very open about that. Which, I mean, you know, I'm about it, about it, but pretty Get that lasso. <laughs> Actually, speaking of the lasso, um, lasso of truth, her creator was the inventor of the polygraph machine. This guy was busy. Yeah, I know. Freaking creating polygraph, fly detector, and that having three women being a writer, and also fun fact, lying his way into a professorship at college. Okay, um, so what else? Uh, what else you got on it, on her or her creator? Well, there's definitely much appreciation that she was the first prominent female hero, um, basically set up as an alternate to Batman and Superman in that first trio there. Yeah, very true. And she did wonders for the female community, I believe. Definitely had some rocky patches there, especially when, uh, because originally she was created by American comic books. 
and that. Um, they were actually a comic book group, and DC Comics would do pub sometimes publish for them. She was also created as a educational symbol. She was supposed to teach kids about Greek mythology and you know Greek history. But then when DC fully acquired her, I don't I don't agree with how they went about it. They acquired her and at first she was a lot, she kept her powers. They had her pretty, you know, still standard basic. In fact, actually, in the original Justice League cover where they're finding the giant starfish, she's one of the people on the cover. Batman and Superman aren't on the cover. Mm, represent. Actually, let me fucking make sure on that. That's why I read, but let me probably should fact check this before now. I don't know why I'm thinking about it now. Bam, I was right. Ah, yes. Even the Black Martian was on there. Yeah, so yeah, no, she she was actually on there, and they were like, like, shouldn't we have Bat, like, some more notable characters? It's like, I mean, we got the Green Lantern. I was thinking, like, Superman. Ah. <laughs> we got Wonder Woman in there. We don't need, we don't need two overly powered characters. Right. <laughs> Which they did kind of solve, like, because, like, you know, when she come, comes in, this is a character who in comics has uh, helped Superman lift lift a character who weighed infinity. Even half of infinity is still infinity. Right. Math. So, you know, overpowered. And I feel as though they tried to reconcile this with at one point in, let me see you, in the 1960s, they just decided, why does a woman have superpowers? Can't we just take that away? They literally stripped her of all her powers in the comics. No real explanation, just literally a new genre. And they're like, they're like, so, uh, so we'll give her the, the gauntlets and super strength and flight, right? Nah, <laughs> nah. And who just makes that decision? Men mostly. Clearly. I mean, 1960s, bunch of white men in charge of the comics. Right. Yep. Mute that down. <laughs> yeah, no, comics have had a, uh, to say the least, rough history with female characters from all the research. In fact, uh, when she joined the Justice League, at one point they did make her kind of just a secretary to the Justice League. Like she wasn't really allowed in field combat, didn't really do much. In fact, at one point in the comics, they even decided to try to have her replace Lois Lane as Superman's love interest. Right, yeah. Yeah, they did have a moment. Which, you know... I mean, you know, I love Lois... <laughs> I love Lois Lane, but... Uh, I love Batman. But I, I just feel like one whoever Wonder Woman and Superman are with, they could never truly... like, really get down and dirty. I'm just saying... Superman would break her hips. Batman's head would be missing. You're not wrong. Yeah, one of the the only powers that they claim matches up with Superman is uh, the flying speed. Everything else they seem to mute a bit. They do mute her powers. However, actually, in the newer comics, they altered that a little bit. They um, The gauntlets weren't actually designed to give her power. They're actually designed to repress her powers because she's... <laughs> A god tier character. Yeah, and uh, god tier is almost more correct than some people thought. Um, I did see that there was a rumor going around in the uh, New 52 that her origin was due to an affair between the Queen of the Amazons and Zeus. So that would make her a demigod. By all technicalities, yes. Which was a little... I mean, it was cool, but I thought it was a little weird because I did enjoy the heck out of her original concept of being crafted from clay and breathed life into by, uh, was it Athena? I believe it was a. Th it was either Athena or it was a... Um, it may have been just a gift from the gods. Gift from the gods. I do know a bunch of the gods gave her her powers, though. She gets her strength from Zeus, uh, flying from Hermes, uh able to speak to animals by Artemis. And then she she actually gets quite a few. She's basically arguably you could argue she's a prelude to Shazam. Who also gets his powers from the Greek pantheon in fact. Mm, okay. So yeah, no, very uh, interesting concept. She 
I just don't know how I feel. The way her mother is portrayed is very kill all men. Do you think he'd really want to hook up with the biggest misogynistic character in Greek mythology? Who, let's, you know, let's say it like it is, Zeus has raped. That's a thing. Well, and I mean, during the, the creation, like Wonder Woman's whole kind of ideals were based on the honesty and reliability of women um, and their efforts to just get worked on. But um, it would be intensely ironic if the queen of the Amazons still needed man. True. Because arguably, you know, for being, for being honest, like I'm all for women empowerment. I'm all for, my big thing is equality. Women and men both, I believe, are equal in different ways. Base, base power in that man is physically stronger than a woman. However, I think women are far more efficient at the way they go about things. Yeah, in a general aspect, that could be very true. Like my, my big thing is like somebody's like, would you send women to war? I was like, open battle, probably not. But if I need somebody assassinated quietly, yeah, you're goddamn right I'd send a woman. And, and Wonder Woman, I'll admit, not my, she's, I enjoy her history. I enjoy the impact she's had on society. She's not my favorite character personality-wise, especially the way they've slowly been more and more portraying her these past few decades. Right, yeah, they they do kind of encompass the, I hate this word, by the way, associated to women, bossy. Yes. Well, let's be honest, even men can be bossy. If we're, uh, like, people are like, oh, you wouldn't complain if a guy like, act like that? You're fucking right, I would. And I don't like people being assholes. Can we just, can we all just not act that way? You would hope. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I just... Because originally, when she com- comes into this world, she is portrayed as very naive, which does make sense if you're, you know, if you're in a sequestered culture that hasn't really seen any of the technological booms or societal changes over the years, you would be a little ignorant to it all. Right, you're basically raised to be a respectful powerhouse. Yeah, and she she does eventually uh, learn about the world. She also. They very much portray her as jaded a lot of time. A quote from one of her comics, it basically says, you want to know why I have less villains than The Flash, Batman, or Superman? Because when I deal with one, I fucking deal with it. She kills her, her most of her villains, except for uh, Chi- uh, Chitara, which in some reiterations, the reason is she kind of blames herself for Chitara having those powers. Right, and aren't they almost friends at one point or another, but their relationship keeps flip-flopping back and it forth? It keeps flip-flopping back and forth. At one point, Diana left Ch- Chitara to be a slave in this one interdimensional place. Granted, unknowingly, but she, when she found out, she went back to save her and help her out. Then Chitara's like, thank you, but uh, well, now I'm going to take this and go into this plane. It, it, their relationship... We could do a whole episode on just their history. Oh, sure. <laughs> and that, like, I don't, I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, yeah. So, but uh, I guess backtracking a little bit. Uh, she actually, she came to this, to our world because of World War II. Right, yeah. It is uh, mentioned that the gods actually allowed Trevor to land on the island. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, really? not an accident. Because they needed someone to bring an Amazon to America to fight off the evil forces. Huh. Man, so much takes place in goddamn America. You'd think that we were self-centered or something in the way we write about ourselves. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> um, no, I actually, uh, actually, yeah, no, I did not. I didn't know that. I mean, kind of makes sense. There are sh- at this point in time, there are ship routes going everywhere. Somebody should have technically found them which I mean you know they're kind of in a what could be considered impenetrable type of bubble around it however not so that's uh, that this is the problem with inconsistency in comics either it's impenetrable or it's not because there are so many versions where there's one version where uh, I believe the Justice League cartoon they find out one of her sisters is not actually an Amazon she was a little girl saved by a man 
because the ship had crashed and he swam her to the island. Mm. And then he, you know, died from exhaustion. Even though, you know, they have a purple Healy Ray. They have, that's what they call it in a few versions, the purple <laughs> Healy Ray. What do you call that thing? What do you mean the purple Healy Ray? Okay, okay. <laughs> but they also have healing waters by Poseidon. They have a lot of ways and the mom just, uh, Diane's mom just watches this man get this girl onto shore and that piece of wood and then just stand up and die. And she's like, okay, cool. I will bury him and we will no longer discuss that this ever happened. Right. Yeah. So the, the fact that Diana was able to kind of talk them into taking care of Trevor and reviving him is quite a feat in itself. It is a huge feat, which I do. I do respect Wonder Woman for that. Cause even though, you know, cause she's probably grown up with the rhetoric because her mom, her mom is quite very strict on the rules, very zealoty, for lack of a better word. Which I get it, because in some versions, it was Ares who. I mean, you might want to censor this one, this one, uh, editor, and that uh, he raped her mom to bear a son. And he also was responsible for the massacre and genocide upon the Amazons at one point. So I could easily see, and also when in some versions, even using a movie version, uh, cartoon movie version, when uh, the mom was about to kill Ares, Ares uh, Zeus saves Ares. Right. Yep. But, um, you know, it's a whole thing. So I could see her mother not exactly liking men. Right, yeah, You're just out there saving the the god of war, you know. Yeah, the guy who you know did things to her, and then it's just like, let's kill all her people now. It's like you're gonna save this guy. And Zeus is like, da, boys will be boys because in that term still exists. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, can we finally just say that sometimes guys are assholes? Valid. But so that that was a. Yeah, no, I find that interesting, though, that that was not planned. She would uh, also don the American colors because she was joining the Allied Nations and arguably, just like Cap, help us win the war. All right, yeah, definitely a major part. Okay, and then what we got? Oh, yeah, the uh, briefly losing her powers thing. So at one point... Albeit the uh, her creator was a psychologist and a philosopher and a just very ahead of his time progressive man. I guess other psychologists who just uh, this is uh, some statements made by other psychologists when they decided to redcon and change her powers. They said that Wonder Woman was portraying a unhealthy representation of women showing women that violence was okay despite the fact that characters like Batman at this time were also doing that but that was fine for the little boys but and I think that was an issue of they needed to get women back home well they didn't need to but men really wanted to because when all the men came back from war who was running the factories right yeah and there was definitely still that aspect of women having ideas were bad. Yeah. It was a concept at the time of uh, women need to know their place. Right. And I mean, that's what you get with a demographic that is seen as a utensil. Very true, which is really a sad way to look at, you know, somebody that you should be on equal footing with somebody who can bring new ideas, new perspectives to the table. Right, and this this cycle seems to repeat itself with every, I wouldn't say minorities, but that's definitely a part of it. But again, that word demographic, like you've got your your races, your ethnicities, your genders, and we are seeing it all again. We are, and what I find funny is because a lot of people are like, oh, this wasn't an issue 10 years ago. Mm, No, you just, we didn't have cameras everywhere 10 years ago. It's always been an issue. We've just, you know kind of you were able to ignore it and bully for you for not giving a shit about your fellow American because none of us did either mm-hmm. and what that is one thing I will say Wonder Woman was a huge 
And even as much as I don't like the way they've had her create her personality, I will still give credit where credit's due. She was a huge push for the woman's movement. Hell, I wouldn't have characters that I do love like Harlequin or Black Canary if Wonder Woman didn't kind of pave the way for that. Right. Someone has to be first, but they are also going to be a sign of the times. They are. She, uh, because this was the other issue that occurred when DC fully purchased her. They altered her power set, not only at one point taking her powers away in the 60s, they also altered her power set. And I found this out a few years ago when I was writing a skit about me taking out the Justice League. I was like, well, what's Wonder Woman's weakness? Her weakness is to be bound or cuffed by a man. Yeah, that's an actual weakness. My producer's giving me a weird look. Yeah. That brings a whole new outlook on the gauntlets. Yep. That was, uh, that was a big thing. Now, granted, in her original run, she was always shown in bondage, but that was because the guy who was riding her was just legitimately into bondage. And it was also seen of her breaking out of the bondage. It was seen as a very women subverting the role of being bound. Yeah, definitely symbolic, whether it was intended or not. I mean, you know, pieces of our lives tend to incorporate into things. That's the nature of being a creator. Yeah. That's why, because uh, <laughs> I had somebody uh, be like, you can't bring racism in d and I'm like, I kind of grew up with it. Kind of, It's kind of colored my view of how I write things. Okay, so briefly losing her powers. I didn't know they went to a different dimension. Read notes here. I guess she went and uh, she returned her her el- outfit to uh, her mother, which isn't re- readily really brought up a lot. But uh, yeah, because technically at one point, there are some versions where she just straight up stole all that stuff from her mother and them and was like, peace. I'm going to go. I'm going to go see what men are up to. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, it uh, did lead on uh, mostly in the Justice League cartoon. They did play on that. It led to when she returned, her mother was like, because you stole it. I wasn't able to show you how to unlock its actual potential. That could make a lot of sense. So upon, you know, upon doing that, they uh, yeah, apparently I'm reading here in the notes. My editor threw in, uh, I guess the Amazon's just straight up into a different dimension, which. Talk about being being disowned. So during her time without powers, um, uh, she would begin using her alias Diana Prince, which was the name of an army nurse she met that looked identical to her, which I think is interesting. Yeah, that does make me wonder how she ended up as a receptionist instead then. Yeah, because you'd think, you know, me and that nurse and taking her name, she might, you know, pursue that doctor. She ended up as a receptionist. She also did end up with her own publishing agency. Oh, wow. And she uh, actually, that's kind of what helps her just, it helped. DC really fucking loves that trope of our heroes don't have to work because they just have disposable income that they don't work for because they have some other people to do it for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bruce Wayne, (laughs) Diana. I mean, let's be honest, if Superman was willing to hit up the Home Depot, he wouldn't really have to work on the farm or as a, you know, reporter. That That's the word. <laughs> so, but no, just an interesting concept. Um, she basically built an empire. She's been a very success. She is the kind of like, especially in her, you know, secret identity just regular form she is kind of that whole epitome of you look at her and you're like you're like that's a powerful businesswoman right and actually and that was um okay that was actually when um later on especially in more recent years i think i want to say the 90s they started to but definitely they've been heavily playing on the fact that wonder woman is a fucking amazon like originally because you you've seen old pictures of wonder woman she was portrayed very much, granted in her very early stuff, not as heavily, but a kind of a pinup model design, which, you know, the man basing it off of his very, very lovely wife and sexual partner. It kind of makes sense that that would be the design, but she was definitely more reserved in the beginning. Then at one point they're like, fuck it, let's go full blown sex appeal. Made her a pinup ball, 
then later on, uh, writers at DC basically just took the character and they were like, wait, she's an Amazon, right? They're like, yeah, why? Theoretically, shouldn't she be taller than Superman? And they're like, I don't know about that. It's like, well, at least taller than Batman, right? Right. And they're like, fine, we'll compromise. She can be taller than Batman, but not taller than Superman. Right, yeah. And I think that stems from being such a progressive character in the beginning. Visually, she still needed to be subdued. Yes. And I, I could see that. Actually, that... Fuck, I didn't think about it that way. That actually makes a lot of sense. Because, yeah, if you can't... Because arguably, she's a great character concept. Even if I was a a misogynistic male owner of a company, this is... I'd still look at this and be like... Uh, we can sell this to some little girls at least. Mm-hmm. So they, they had to compromise somewhere. And yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, she can be smart, whatever, and that just make sure she looks fragile. Right, yeah. Progression is gradual. Always is. A lot of uh, Native American characters, I mean, you look at a lot of old school Native American characters and their drawings, and it's like, it's like, yeah, this guy's in the middle of New York wearing a feathered hat and a open vest. That totally, we would totally do that, bro. <laughs> but so progression comes slow. And honestly, that is my favorite thing, though, about her now is because she is an Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Like that was my only issue with the actress who plays her in the most current movies is granted that actress is a total badass. She has actually served in the military. Wow. In the Israeli military, special forces. She's a... She's arguably killed men. I didn't look too into it, but... I, you don't work in an army like that and not have some... And survive and not have some kills in your belt. So she is in her own right an Amazon. I'm not taking that away from her. I'm just saying... It bothered me that we picked a woman shorter than Ben Affleck play Wonder Woman and a woman who you know which granted in the second movie you could tell she's she definitely bulked up a bit yeah uh, most people would have no idea um, so interesting power fact here in the first movie that Gal Gadot um, was seen in she was actually pregnant while filming holy shit really yep it was edited out Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. So they had her armor and then um, green screened the belly so that they can edit it to what she looks like in the film. Oh, that's kind of cool. Also, I would have used that as an excuse. Like, so can we go with my power lifter chick that I wanted now? Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that is my only argument. Is like, like, I was fine. I like, some people argued like, like they're casting, like, isn't Wonder Woman white? I'm like, technically she's Greek. So, you know, browner than you. Right. <laughs> but, you know, she's still. Also, this is Greece in ancient Rome. Wonder Woman could arguably still be black or dark brown or pale ass white or. Rome and Greece weren't exactly known for their segregation of race. Segregation of culture, you bet your ass. But <laughs> segregation of race wasn't as big of a deal. So that I didn't that didn't bother me at all. Nah, I was like I was like, are right, we could go with a race? It works for the character. The only thing is like I'm like she is a pretty petite looking woman, and I'm used to a Wonder Woman who on looks alone walking down the street, I'd be afraid that she'd mug me. Right, yeah. At and that also point, a little like, please, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not really one to blend in. No, and she never really has been in her portrayals. Like, because some people are like, well, you know, she plays that. I'm like, she's also pretty open about the fact that she, well, she didn't really hide it. She, she's six foot seven walking around downtown. You're going to notice that, like, a six foot five to six foot seven woman in heels. Is that necessary? Right. Is that necessary? <laughs> and that's talking as a short man who wears cowboy boots on occasion. I'm trying to be taller. You're already tall. Exactly. <laughs> it's not fair to us short people. Okay, so originally she was uh, supposed to be an educational symbol. She was supposed to teach, you know, kids about 
Greek and Roman mythology and, you know, like uh, the history. And then she became, you know, World War II was a thing. A big thing about that was World War II coming up. We needed to show her and the other heroes, no matter what their original intended purpose was, was fighting Nazis. We got one job and we got one job only. Right. Killing Nazis. Everyone's got to pitch in. So she, you know, mostly find Nazi-based characters. And uh, eventually, though, that has actually majorly altered in recent years. Because she does have her standard villains like Chitara, Dr. Psycho, some of the just the uh, Justice League of Doom or whatever characters. But she also majorly heavily is shown fighting a lot of Greek monsters. Uh, Medusa, you got uh, Ares, who she... I guess in some betrayals, she doesn't kill him. She uses the lasso of truth to show him that he's doing wrong. Like, oh, you mean I shouldn't just nuclearly wipe out the planet? Maybe. But in 90% of the version, she just takes his head off. Which kind of fits with how she does. Yeah, she she really has a... She really has a penchant. Her and the Red Queen would get along great. Off with the heads. (laughs) But she, so that has made her a very interesting character as far as introducing a Greek pantheon. Even characters like the um, the Minotaur have shown up in her comics, who I I like Minotaurs in that. Yeah. I find them weirdly adorable. They can be. They can be. <laughs> but she actually, in the recent co- uh, cartoon movie, she has the Minotaur of the Maze actually is kind of her household maid because he was trapped there by a spell. And that's so after she destroys the thing that he was supposed to protect, he's like, I'm free. I will follow you forever. And she's like, I mean, you don't really have to fight anymore. He's like, he's like, Do we, would you like salad be, to be made for lunch? And she's like, I mean, I won't say no, I guess. Yeah, free salad. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of... She's a, got an interesting dynamic because, granted, I do I did say that she's not my favorite character with her attitude. She and that, and I don't like characters like that in general. But she also still has a kindness to her that's portrayed. Right. Yeah. So, um, kind of underneath that need to prove herself, and once she realizes that that's not something that needs to be accomplished then she can kind of open up and get past that which would be nice to see more of because uh, also i don't i get writing the character like that because men a lot of the men who probably encounter a lot of women workplaces are in a state of needing to prove themselves which arguably because of even where we're we're slowly reaching a point where women don't have to do that but in the beginning there the only way a woman would be taken seriously in a business setting was kind of she had to be a bitch right yeah you had to stand out one way or another and either be loved or hated and if you wanted power unfortunately you kind of had to go with the hate thing and that's how all the men saw and they were like well then that's Wonder Woman and I'm like no it doesn't have to be Wonder Woman isn't a character who she was raised on a solely woman island and told her whole life that she is the one. Like, she's a beast. Like, since she was a child, she was competing with Amazons who are adults. She, this is a character who wouldn't really feel the need to prove herself. Not necessarily, though. I mean, the whole time, her mentors on the island, she is proving herself to them. True. And that's where she gets herself in trouble. Especially during the uh, competition, deciding which Amazon was going to go to the States. Mm, yeah, I, I remember that one. Yeah, the competition thing is actually a thing that shows up quite a bit in the Amazon comics, which I appreciate the hell out of as a wrestler. Like, instead of being like, I like you, you're going, it's like, I don't know, maybe we should have the best woman or person for the job to get this done. Yeah, yeah. something you got away back and forth. And it's, she is a majorly in-depth character and has such a rich history, arguably even her creator and his whole thing. She, yeah, she was also one of the, which big move for women, 
one of the seven founding members of the Justice League of America. Right, yeah. So not to only be in that league, but also um, reaching back to the beginning of our conversation here, um, the, the first trio. I mean, yeah. that's just amazing all in itself. Which is, it's an accomplishment. And I, as, a, as somebody from a minority group myself, anytime I see another minority group, you know, get one, get one up, make some progress. I've never been angry. I see some minority groups like, fuck them. It's like, dude, you should be happy. Their progression means your progression. Right. Yep. Representation. Representation's a big thing. So that way I don't watch a famous Native American actor just get blown up five seconds into showing up on screen. (laughs) Anyway. um, So as far as her weapons set, which I found quite interesting, because you have the lasso, which... I get a lasso can be useful, but the way they have her use it in the movies to an extent, I'm like, I'm like, okay, okay. I've seen a lot of cartoons. I've seen a lot of comics. (sighs) Chill it with the, somebody take the CGI effects away from whoever's doing it. We don't need this much lasso work. Very true. Like I get, I get it. That's her main weapon, but it, re- it was it just reached a certain point in the movie where I'm just like, I'm not buying this at all. <laughs> but so yes, uh, lasso of truth is her big one, which you know, the man invented the polygraph test. He was all about the truth, and he was quite open about it. Yeah, and uh, not sure if you know, but the lasso of truth was actually um given power through aphrodite i actually did not know that i do know that um Hephaestus is uh the one who created it and that the uh, blacksmith for the gods he actually created most of her armor and weapons you could see that but yeah that's his big thing he makes armor and weapons for gods he's been uh i don't know he's he's uh, quite a supportive character of diana and what she does and I, he's also been a pain in her ass a few times because she'll come to him being like, I've encountered a thing that you've made. How do I stop it? He's like, I uh, can't really tell you that. <laughs> so, <laughs> why not? Well, because I didn't tell Ares how to kick your ass either. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, you want fair. Just, which, you know, you got to respect a dude who's willing to get his ass kicked by a God killing character and just be like, can't do that not today so uh so, okay so let's get into more of her powers besides the lasso truth which you know even at all i do love the lasso truth it's a great concept i love it's also portrayed as near unbreakable right yep. i think i've seen it really actually that it's suggested generally her that's actually a way they've altered that original shitty weakness of being bound by men is most characters who bind her bind her with the lasso because it's arguably the only thing that can contain her right which ooh, cool effect in superman red dawn uh the russian batman binds her in the lasso and she breaks free however it shows how powerful the lasso is it nearly does kill her dang even turning her hair white ooh yeah, she's still a badass and rips this giant battery out of the ground to save Superman so he could go on killing people. That was a dark time. <laughs> anyway, uh, so su- uh, she's got superhuman strength, speed, uh, reflexes, stamina, and durability. She also uh, has regeneration. I mean, have we done a character yet? I think we've only done two characters that can't regenerate. Yeah, it's kind of important. It just it that just kind of seems to go with everything. It's like it's like do they have powers, then give them regeneration. Uh, regeneration, uh, flights, which that has um, that's always been a back and forth with some of her comics. Same with Superman. Her and Superman, the flight thing, in some versions. She actually doesn't, they really don't show her with the capability of fly. They more heavily rely on the invisible jet Mm -hmm. as portraying flight for her. 
So we'll say she can fly sometimes. And she also has a extended longevity. I mean, she literally created early on in Greece's history. Yeah. So kind of assumed that she could live a long time. She has healing factor. What? Regeneration and healing factor are two different things. What do you think on that? Because technically healing, if I cut off your arm, we could heal that, but you'd never really be able to regenerate that arm. So I guess you could arguably say they're different. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, We're going to go with that. We're going to go like, okay, so... I mean, I've never seen it in the comics really used, but I'm going to assume now that if Wonder Woman ever gets her arm cut off, that, you know, she can bounce back from that. She doesn't get no cool Luke Skywalker arm. <laughs> so, healing factor. Uh, master hand-to-hand combatant and martial artist, which, I mean, yeah, she can go toe-to- She's gone toe-to-toe with Superman, Darkseid, um... God damn, Mongol, uh, Mongol sister, Mongol son. She's granted, Mongol almost beat the shit out of her, but this is a, he was a, Mongol was on the level of Superman too. Right. And Mongol owned a war planet. So as far as fighting skill, if anybody's going to take on Wonder Woman, I'd put money on Mongol to have the best shot at it. Right. Including his sister. But anyway, she also, yeah, the Greeks are actually... A lot of people don't realize how much fighting came from the from Greece as far as like actual skill. That's kind of where wrestling comes from. Mm, did not know that. Yeah, technically more Rome is where it really got its peak in that. But you know, what are Romans are just spicy Greeks <laughs> or wine drunk Greeks, whichever comes first. You know. So yeah, master martial arts. So the truth, yeah. Okay, now let's get into, oh yeah, she also has Divine Empowerment, which I kind of think we covered early on, because, you know, I think you get power from gods, that means Divine Empowerment. I would say. Because otherwise, you know, I don't know what the fuck that is. If if that's not Divine Empowerment, I, I didn't think I even needed to research that one, because what else would it be? She also now let's get into her weapon set. Last uh, we already went through the lasso of truth. She has indestructible bracelets. Those are pretty fucking cool. Completely useless in the hands of anybody else, though, because she literally she's fast enough to block bullets with them. So I could <laughs> I could just see her like like Batman's just like I need something to protect myself. Take this bracelet; it stops bullets. Batman just goes down immediately. I thought you said stop bullets. You have to move it in front. I'm not can't stop catch a bullet. Oh, well then, yeah, fuck. Uh, that's not gonna help you at all, bro. <laughs> yeah, and um, I would bet that a lot of the ability to withstand things like that comes from the fact that they are made from Zeus's shield. What? Yeah, so Zeus is back. Ain't that kind of weird? Huh. I mean, you know, guess that makes up for the child support. (laughs) 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 Come on, Zeus is a deadbeat dad at best. Right. (laughs) Like every character he's ever spawned, he's just like, (sighs) call me when you're 20 and we will hang out. Yep. But I get it, because Hera is uh, actively trying to kill everybody everybody that Zeus has spawned. Wonder Woman has enough enemies without Hera coming after her. Which, well, fuck, now I kind of want to research if Hera's ever gone after Wonder Woman. Because <laughs> Hera, everybody, however, I would like to give a defense for Hera. Everybody's like, Hera's such a bitch. If your husband cheated on you as much as Zeus does, you'd probably be a bitch too. Uh, yeah, I mean, it does bring up some hard feelings to say the least. Yeah, um, I'm just saying, like, Zeus is not my not my cup of tea as far as a person. 
And I think it, I think I hate him the most because I look at him, I'm like, that's me. That's what I'm becoming. <laughs> I would say uh, divine empowerment comes with uh, divine drama. God damn it, right? It's like, you guys, what do you have to worry about? <laughs> well, when you live forever and you can remember everything, a lot, actually. <laughs> so she also has a sword, shield, and, yeah, the invisible jet, which some versions of the invisible jet have been considered a amalgamation of Amazon magic and what was, at the time, the Allied Forces technology. Mm. I like both. There are other versions where it was... Like, there's one funny version in uh, one of the cartoon movies where she literally, they steal somebody's jet from a different dimension, gets hit by lightning from uh, these evil, like, versions of Shazam that forces it to, like, it fries the invisibility. Oh, no. Like, so they can't turn off the cloaking. And she decides to keep it, and Flash runs into it at one point. He's like, why do we even have this here? She's like, I like it. It's the spoils of war. There you go. (laughs) Which, I'm like, I'm like, ah. Your old-timey war is showing. <laughs> Which, however, out of all of her weapons, because, you know, she used the lasso of the truth is the most iconic. I'd say the most used in many of her versions are the sword and shield. Right. Yeah. And I would argue that even though they don't get as much spotlight, because, I mean, the lasso is unique. Mm-hmm. Sword and shield, even the, like, the bracelets are unique because they're different. Sword and Shield is very generic, but is her most... The Sword and Shield are her, I would say, her most utilized and usable ones. But her most unique weapon, which I claim copyright on Sailor Moon for this, is the tiara. She has a sharpened tiara that, when thrown, can literally cut through almost anything. Including Superman. Yes, actually. And uh, that, I would argue, is because it is a magic tiara. Right. Which is also why when people are like, who would win Wonder Woman Superman? I'm like, well, 90% of Wonder Woman's arsenal is made of magic. And Superman ain't super against magic. So, (laughs) you know, I'm like, if he can get the first, like, a kill shot in, I'd give it to him. But if he's going to fight, fight her, oh, fucking, she's got this. Yep. She's also a trained killer. Superman, eh. He couldn't beat, he couldn't beat, uh, oh God, who was it? Muhammad Ali? Yeah, it was Muhammad Ali. Superman lost the fight to him. Wonder Woman can kill Muhammad Ali. Superman can't beat Muhammad Ali. Therefore, Wonder Woman can beat Superman. Definitely a valid argument. I mean, I know there's a lot of comic book fans on there, which heck, this might trigger some of them to start interacting with us. Uh, yes, I know there's more more to the story than that, but, uh, I don't know. Okay, so uh, Wonder Woman has had, which, that that's another thing. As far, as far as a female character, I'd say she's had arguably just as much screen time as characters like Superman. Now, granted, not as many shows, like not as many solo series, but she's kind of been there through a lot which is impressive for a minority character so as far as her tv she's had multiple tv appearances from a made to tv film uh wonder woman 1974 or wonder woman in 1974 forget since now we're using years for movie titles i have to be specific about that the law of the long-running hanna-barbera animated series super friends which has a unique one to watch. It's, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that one. Definitely a product of its time. Then we have, as well as the 1970s live action show, Wonder Woman, starring Linda Carter. Which, uh, fun fact, there is a after credit scene in Wonder Woman 19, 1984. Thank you. After credits. Hmm. Did you not know that? I don't think so. Yeah, uh, there's actually an after credit. It shows, because uh, you know in that movie they discuss, spoilers ahead, in that movie they discuss the first Amazon who was kind of just straight up left to die. Right. Which, you know, you want to say something about that, but you're like, eh. It's like kind uh, of the plot of every war movie. Yeah, give it an honorable mention. 
Yep. But uh, yeah, Linda Carter actually plays that Amazon. Oh, that's beautiful. Right? She still looks amazing. Sorry, sorry. Gushing over my childhood crush. <laughs> there was a pilot film. Oh, no. We're, we're mentioning this. So there was a pilot filmed in 2011 that starred Adrian, Adrienne Pelicky that never aired, but unfortunately pieces of the internet have found clips of it. And they were like, we're going to put this on the internet. We didn't need to know. It was kind of like the Avatar, the last airbender movie. Was it just one of those that shouldn't have happened? It shouldn't have happened. Uh, they made Wonder Woman kind of just look like a... Her outfit looks... It looks like a... You know those Wonder Woman outfits you can get in a costume store that are just... You you know the woman who would wear that. The Halloween versions? Yeah. Mm. That's what the costume kind of looks like. Oh, that's a bummer. And it also has just no real direction in the pilot. Like, what the fuck is it? So she's openly Wonder Woman who owns her own company, but she also has a third identity. It it was very confusing. It was horrible. I don't I don't want I don't want to go into it. Hmm. It, was a, it was a bad time. Okay, so let's get into her films, which arguably have been pretty decent. Uh, Wonder Woman has starred in fifteen animated movies. Fifteen animated movies from two thousand nine to two thousand nineteen. There. Uh, where only two of these are her own movies. The other 13 were all Justice League films. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, I was like 15 in 10 years. Jesus, man. <laughs> Batman hasn't even achieved that. And I think we could argue Batman's had enough movies. So, uh, made an appearance in the Lego movie. Also starred in the DCEU films Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, Wonder Woman, Justice League and uh, Wonder Woman 1984. That's quite the collection. That is. There's also a 2017 film, Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman, that tells more of the story of the creator, his wife, and their lover, and how they inspired creation of Wonder Woman comic. I've heard it is an amazing movie. I can't find it on Amazon right now, though. I don't, I've even checked HBO because I assumed like maybe they bought it because, you know, you never know. They're with Warner Bros. And I cannot find great movie. A lot of, because I actually, I got really interested in the act or the guy who created her. And because originally the way that's portrayed in the movie, it's very, it's kind of heavily implied she's a student. Mm hmm. In reality, she actually was not a student of that school. She actually, if I remember correctly, she snuck into her lecture court in real life. But she still was a student at another school. Great, these are college students. I just thought it was inappropriate to date a student in your school. Yeah, I mean, if you can figure out a relationship elsewhere, I could see it working. Yeah. But, you know, when, as soon as I found out, like, oh, she didn't actually go to that school? Well, that's cool. Because originally that was my only issue with his her in this relationship. I'm like, I'm like that seems like an abuse of power, especially in 1940. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to distance that a little bit. But then I'm like, oh, she goes to a different school. It doesn't really matter. I mean, if you're in college, you're clearly old enough to date. Right. Anybody you want going up. <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's actually. So what did you? I still, I, the jury's out, jury's out on this, but I want to know from a woman and that, because you know, this is a woman icon. What did you think of Wonder Woman 1984? You know, I would have to rewatch it. Um, cause there's a difference between watching something for entertainment value versus thinking about it. So I would be completely honest at this point. Um, I wouldn't have too much to offer, as far as uh, the 1984 film. Yeah, I don't know. I, I fell asleep, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to say that kindly. <laughs> oh my God, you're like my mother. We're in yeah. the middle of a Star Wars movie and she falls asleep. It's like, how the fuck? Oh yeah, how do you people fall asleep during action sequences like this? Um, well, okay, because my only issue with the movie is... great. Like, it was very... It was entertaining. It was entertaining. 
it was very bright, very entertaining, very uh, campy, very 1980s for. My issue with it is I felt as though it had the story plot of a of a show that you would watch on TV. Not a story plot of an hour or so long movie. Right, yeah, it can definitely be hard to balance on what all to fit in to create a story, but also a film. Yeah, like it, it just it just seemed very mm, seemed very off because I mean the first one and maybe that's the problem. First one killed it. First one was amazing, loved it, and maybe I went into this one with a little too high expectations. And I should have just gone in there being like, it's COVID, Richard. We're in quarantine. If you want, if you want something good, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong plane of existence. Well, and that could be, but it was also just a totally different feel. Like you said, it was more, more playful um, rather than the darkness that we're used to. True, which I, you know, I was a little, a little shocked at them doing that just because I didn't think uh, DC live action films were capable of it until I saw Aquaman as well and I'm like holy shit you guys can make a like bright movie I can visibly see the characters bro but as far as her depictions in film and media I will say she has been a great inspiration and a great trailblazer for, for women as far as my perspective watching it what do you think as a woman yourself? Definitely. She has opened a lot of doors, if not for action, for conversation. And um, I think this is something that is and should be continued. Um, we do see here in more more recent media, um, specifically the, the comic books, um, with the New 52 and everything, she actually um, takes the lasso of truth and uses it on herself, asking, who am I? And the answer is, and look this up for yourself, because I don't know the story yet. Um, but the answer she tells herself is, you have been deceived. And so now her new arc is to figure out what this deception is. And she has got two timelines that she is aware of now and one of them goes through this who am i phase and the other is a direction that's still being formed oh that sounds cool yeah i i I feel terrible i didn't write down the name of the uh the writer that that sounds that sounds like an interesting concept i i actually like that i Yeah, no, fuck. I'm gonna have to. I, I'd be willing to read that comic, actually. Oh, man, the pile just keeps getting higher of comics I gotta find and buy right now. Exactly. <laughs> throw another, throw another one on the list. Oh, hopefully the comic books, free comic book day, some of the prices will be reasonable. Maybe. Um. Well, no. Um. She's been an amazing character, and arguably, I'll even say because some of my favorite characters are also females characters. And I could arguably say I wouldn't have characters like Red Sonia or uh, Harlequin or Black Canary if it wasn't for Wonder Woman. Like, she's gone through the most shit, I would argue, of a lot of the characters. But unfortunately, the one that generally is blazing the path is going to deal with the most. Right, yeah. There's a, a path of, of least resistance and someone has to create it. Exactly. So as far as characters, what do you think? You a fan? I'm absolutely a fan. Fuck yeah. Same here. Goddamn right. Fucking just, just amazing character. Like, amazing history. I mean, I like her attitude sometimes, but I fucking love the character. And she has done a lot to ensure that I get to read my favorite characters in comics, and I will always appreciate her for that. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, a comic, a cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time, you're a fan too. 
If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.